You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion here on the E2C Network. My name is Kyle, I'm your host, and in today's episode, we're going to be breaking down an Auburn Tigers loss. That one hurts to say enough, but it... Hurts even more to say it to the Alabama Crimson Tide in Coleman Coliseum, the great airplane hangar that it is. We lose by the score of 58 to 70. The Tigers' overall record now falls to 12 and 14 on the year, and the SEC record now falls to 6 and 11. Sadly, we're going to try to work our way through this, uh, figure out some things to maybe happy to talk about and talk about how much we hate the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> but to do all that, I brought in my friend and my co-host, Mr. Gray Oldenburg. Gray, I still blame you for this loss. Good. Yeah, I mean, this is bad. That was bad. I have no reason to blame you whatsoever, but I, I need someone to blame this on, and you're the you're the scapegoat. Maybe we could we, – maybe we could – pinpoint an Alabama player to blame it on them. I don't know that we could find things to blame it on them because apparently this was like the, the game of the year for them in some cases in others, maybe not so much, uh, you know, the, let's, let's just talk about it right here. Okay. Look, I know this is going to sound like sour grapes. You know, most of the people that listen to this podcast are Auburn fans, but every once in a while we get a few rogue people that like to sneak in here and, and see what we're talking about. So if you are an Alabama fan, you're listening, we're not trying to be sour grapes here. We're just talking real, real here. Alabama is not that good. I'm sorry. I, 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 no. I tell me I'm wrong, Gray. You're, you're not. They're not that good. They're they're not what their rating and their record shows. You know, they're we talk about a lot about teams um, in the same kind of category of their their record is. Um, it kind of shows something different than what how good they are, but that's in a positive way, meaning that they're better than their record. I think Alabama's worse than their record right now. I think they're beating up on a really, really poor year for the SEC. Just overall, not just Auburn and Kentucky, but, I mean, Tennessee, Missouri. I mean, I think the best team right now in the SEC is Arkansas. Um, They're playing the best right now. So, I I mean, they're – and they didn't play that well tonight. They didn't shoot that well tonight. I was not impressed, you know – when I go through and pick my bracket, I'm not thinking Alabama swept us, so they're probably that good. No, no. Yeah, I, I really just – there's something about this team that it's missing uh, every time that I've seen them play. And I've watched a few, you know, pieces of games outside just to kind of see – outside of our games with them just to see, hey, what's going on with this team? Are they legit? And, you know, the thing is here, I'm going to go ahead and admit this too. Auburn's obviously not that good either. Now, there are some things, excruciating circumstances that are – you know, contributing to that. And we also need to give credit to Alabama. Even if they are playing a weaker conference right now, you can only play who you have scheduled. And that's, that's just the fact of the matter. So, you know, the whole 
saying of people, you know, knocking them for being lucky that they got this year to have their good year. You know, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And so, you know, I want to make sure we say all those things when we're talking about this. But still, I maintain that Alabama is not that good. I think their best attribute is their defense. And I think that they did that very well tonight against Auburn. I think it's somewhat easy to pick on Auburn and Sumerians in, in some defensive areas. But what did you think about Alabama's defense tonight? Uh, they showed why they are the best defensive team in the conference. I think um, I think their offense comes from their defense, and that really showed uh, tonight against a team like Auburn that doesn't have a point guard on the floor. Um, but, it, yeah, they're a great defensive team. Herb Jones is the best defensive player in the country, and there's no doubt about it. And he'll – you know, he's flown up draft boards just because of that, a lot like um, – Mr. Isaac Okoro did last year. Mm-hmm. I will say that I, I earned a lot of respect for her Jones tonight. Uh, obviously he had a kind of a, a, a fun first half where he scored a, a few points early, um, but he is a pretty good defensive guy down there for them as well. So I will say that's something that I took away from, you know, John Petty Jr. is someone that's been around forever. Thankfully we will not have to see him after this year. <laughs> Unless I guess everybody gets a year extra year of eligibility is from what I understand. So maybe he will be back at this point. Um, I know, I know, (laughs) I know just, just uh, it's probably what's going to happen. Just go ahead and accept it right now. Just because it's Alabama. Yeah, exactly. But he's not even like the big culprit. So Jones and Petty, who you would expect to be the big guys for them tonight, isn't that even in that it's Shackelford with 23 points the guy could not miss from the three-point line tonight five of nine now obviously he missed a few but that's a dang good percentage right there yeah i don't just it it really seemed like alabama realized the opportunity they had before them and we're ready for it and saying we're not going to get caught with our pants down and we're going to make sure that this is this looks legit us being the champions of the sec and i think they did that so you got to give them credit yeah I just uh, – yeah, I hate that it happened against us tonight. <laughs> Me too, yeah. So this is the first time in six years, I believe, that Alabama has swept Auburn throughout the entire regular season. How does that make you feel? Hurts. It hurts. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not good, but I think that shows kind of the circumstances that the two programs are in this year. Um, I don't think we'll see this in the future however good of Nate however good of a coach Nate Oates is I don't think we see this very often Um, but I think this is just a circumstance thing and um, you know like you said luck is you know where preparation and opportunity meet and I think that's where Alabama hit in the SEC and the way that the roster kind of shaped up this year another way to look at this matchup too is that this was a clear contrast of young versus old. Yeah. You know, Alabama's got all the experience. And I know Auburn fans, you're tired of hearing it, but this is a young team. It is. It just it's just a fact of the matter. And it's extremely talented. And sometimes that talent has overcome that lack of experience. And we saw that happen against Tennessee. And granted, that was at home, but that's still a decent team that they, you know, not killed but at least made it look like they were able to handle them pretty easily at home. Uh, So 
obviously the, the contrast here is between the experience levels. And I think that is a great opportunity for coach Nate Oates, who just came in only in year two and is able to do this. Uh, you know, there are some comparisons you could probably make to football, like a, a Gene Chizik in year two, <laughs> inheriting a good, uh, a good team and uh, doing exactly what you should do when you have that opportunity, make, be prepared for it and take advantage of it. Um, so I don't think we'll be seeing Alabama go super far in the uh, NCAA tournament. However, if you listen to the TV announcers tonight, they're convinced that Alabama they're win the national championship. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> help me see what this is. Cause like I said, outside of their defense and their experience, they just, they, I just don't feel like they can score the way that they need to in this type of basketball game in this era. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. Uh, that helped Auburn go to the final four um, when we did. You know, it was also, it was momentum and scoring and Auburn got crazy momentum, you know, going into the ter- SEC tournament, blew through the SEC tournament and then uh, met these three blue bloods in their region and made the final four. Um, and it came off of scoring. And I just don't see this Alabama team, Scoring their best offensive performance so far this year happened to come in Auburn Arena against this Tigers team, of course. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think this is an Alabama team that's losing momentum, if anything. I think they were one of the, the probably the top team in the SEC at the start of SEC play. They started 10 and 0, and give them credit, that's incredible. But I just don't see them being the number one team in the SEC right now. I think Arkansas is playing better basketball than them. I mean, the only way for us to figure this out and other than to prove us wrong or right is to watch what happens going forward. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that they will probably see some success, whether that's SEC and NCAA success. Um, but uh, I wouldn't foresee them going. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw down a prediction. They don't make it past the Sweet 16. Yeah. Uh, if you're a two seed, which is what they're projected at right now, uh, you're pretty much expected to make it to the Sweet 16. It's a travesty if you don't. But here's looking at you, Duke. I feel like every time Duke is a number two seed, they get beat by 15. I Which is know. great. It's, it is. It is. And, you know, this is a year where we're watching the Blue Bloods suffer alongside us, which we are one now. I may say so myself. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we were always Blue Bloods. We just uh, they just didn't consider us one until we actually went to the final four. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about Auburn uh, in this game. I felt like early on they had a heavy concentration of trying to throw the ball from the top of the arc down into the paint. And a lot of the recipients for that, for guys like Jalen Williams, JT Thor, they found a little bit of success with that. What do you think about that strategy early on? Going from the top of the key down inside of the paint. Um, you know, I think you have to have a better angle than that. Normally better angles look from going from the wing to the, uh, paint, especially if the guys on the back, guys on the back, um, but uh, having, you know, ha- having guys front you and you got such a great defensive team, that's a great um, coached defensive team like Alabama with players like Jones and Shackelford and John Petty, they're long and experienced, you know, can see that s- stuff coming. And we did see a lot of success because of how long, and uh, athletic these Auburn guys are, but you also saw a lot of turnovers come over from that as well. So here was my take on that is I agree with you. The angles are not right for that. However, you look at some of the athleticism, the length of, as we just mentioned, Williams, 
JT Thor. You can probably make that work, and that's why it did a couple of times. But the problem is this, is that when you're throwing it at that type of angle from the top of the arc down the thing, you've got two guys that are crashing down from both sides of the block yeah. on them, no matter what defense you're in. Like, even if they're playing man and they're kind of spread out a little bit, traditionally that means two guys are going to be crashing in on you. When you're at an angled throwing that in there there's at least one guy on you and the other guys at least probably technically still behind you can't get around and crash at the same time and so what you saw a lot of times happen in my view was that the Auburn guy would get the ball to him so it was a great decision for passing and stuff like that they had practice that you could tell that but as soon as they bring the ball down they were just getting mauled down there and can we just talk about that for a second I mean what did, what does an Auburn fan have to do to get a foul a penalty called in Tuscaloosa. I mean, I, I, I looked over at Jessica, and please, I'm not trying to belittle or anything like this, but I made this comment. I said, what, is, what does someone have to do, get stabbed or something? Like, I mean, like, do we have to draw blood, like gushing blood to get something called? I, I just felt like early on they were – there was a little bit of home cooking going on. Am I, am I being a little bit uh, biased? No, you're not being biased because I think every SEC fan that uh... – watches their team play in Brian Diddy Stadium would say the exact same thing. <laughs> I mean, far be it for me to say the SEC would protect their only gym this season. Yeah. <laughs> so, there might have been a little bit of that going on. Hey, Auburn family. We're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. Here's the thing. Auburn did not do themselves any favors. I think I heard the stat tonight was this was the highest turnover or maybe the record on turnovers for them of the season. 23 turnovers. That's that is, is a big 2-3 compared to Alabama's 7. That's just something that, that there's no – conspiracies there's no bias in that that's just you not taking care of the basketball uh with that there's 13 steals for alabama so even if you look at that there's 10 turnovers there that weren't even caused by them quote in theory at least directly caused by them what was the deal tonight what why were we having such a hard time hanging on to the ball you know we've used this i don't want to call it an excuse because it's it's much more valid than uh uh, just an excuse would be, but um, the reason is, you know, we don't have a true point guard on this roster right now mm-hmm. um, that played, you know, yep. one true point guard was sitting inside in street clothes. The other, you know, I don't want to call him a true point guard, but good point guard is, you know, sitting in, in his dorm room at Auburn. 
Um, and you you just watch, you know, a team like Alabama take advantage of that. You know, we saw you know John Petty and Herb Jones playing, you know, playing on Flanagan or Jamal Johnson most of the night and pressuring them, bringing it up the floor. You know, I saw one time when Jamal um, got two fouls, I think, in the first half, and and they moved Flanagan to point guard. I saw Nate Oates point go pressure him, go pressure him because. I mean that's just that's just scouting information right there, and it it, it showed it really did. Twenty three turnovers is absurd, and you're not you're not going to win any basketball games with twenty three turnovers. When you look at the turnover breakdown individually here, the two leading turnover guys are Jamal Johnson and Alan Flanagan, the two guys that are sharing the point guard duties tonight. And I, I do think that is credit to Nate Oates and this scouting and just understanding simply, hey, these guys, they're, they're filling in right now. This is not their natural position. This is not what they're comfortable doing. Make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and what you saw happen a lot of the times, you know, Auburn will go up at the top of the key there and do a few handoffs there, trying to get position, trying to figure out what set they're in, where they're going to go with the ball. And they would hand the bat ball back off to one of the point guards, quote unquote, if you want to call them that. And then they would immediately get double teamed way beyond the top of the key there. And then it was just like uh, the plays completely broke down. We're frantic, time's running out, and we're throwing things up. The ball's getting dropped, kicked at that. You know, poor Alan Flanagan tonight. I felt like several times he just got the ball like stuck around his knees or or his, or his ankles and just got it kicked off and run off somewhere. Um, so, you know, the frustration is there, obviously. You know, these guys are, are professionals in some sense, and you want them to produce because they're playing at this level. But then your your heart also breaks for them because they're doing the best they can. Because you know I'm yeah. looking at Alan Flanagan out there, and he they're like three minutes left, and they're down 15, and he's clapping like, "Come on, guys, we got this. We cannot." You know, he has not given up. So I want to make sure we say that here. You know, any criticism that we're dropping on these guys is not a lack of heart or effort. They're trying. Yeah. There's just a lot they're working against. It's a tough. It's a tough hill to climb uh, this season. Is there anybody that you thought had a good game tonight on Auburn's roster? Uh, I think Jalen Williams played great. Um, you know, there were multiple multiple times where it, we came up in the set, and the set was find a way to get it to Jalen Williams and let him go score. And you know he went five of six with thirteen points, um, got three rebounds in just thirty minutes, and that's about what you know you would think you would expect from Jalen um, on like a normal normal night, a normal like win, a ten point Auburn win. Um, but you know, him being the leading scorer mm. uh, with 13 points is, that's not good. And, uh, he also had three turnovers, um, you know, but he was our best offensive player tonight. If maybe Devin Cambridge at times, you know, with his shooting, but, um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams should only be and no offense to Jalen because I love the guy. I think he's one of the best players we have out there on the floor right now. He should only be the leading scorer if he's like pushing 20 points, because yep. which means that everybody else is scoring as well. Or at um, least means, one other person. Yeah. Exactly. You know, both your guard or at least your one of your, your best starting guards, Alan Flanagan, only has seven tonight. JT Thor's only has seven. Jamal with 10. Uh, Devin Cambridge was right behind him with 11. Um, you know, when Jalen Williams is your leading score at 13, which is not the way it's supposed to be, that's not a good night scoring wise. And that means that your defense is going to have to be on point And it just wasn't enough against Alabama tonight. Well, let's give a little shout out here. Laura Behrman, four points tonight, my man, dropping the three pointer, getting himself a free throw four minutes again. I mean, he came in early. How about that? I was shocked <laughs> to see him out there. 
you know, so was I. So was I. Also, Preston Cook got out there, you know, missed that one shot that he had. But you know, seeing these, seeing these guys get minutes, you know, it's like, you know, why not? <laughs> why not? Maybe they'll catch a little fire and we'll get ten or twelve points out of them one day. Yeah. So it's and now it's become commonplace to see those two, especially Bearman, get in the game yeah. and see what I would call for, you know, that type of player at significant time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm using air quotes here <laughs> because, yeah. you know, for me in my college uh, career, my a short stint there, I would have called that significant time. Four minutes. That's like a that's like a career to me. Give me that <laughs> every day and twice on Sunday. And he's making the most of it, scoring points. And I, I will be honest, you know. Uh, there's some uh, walk-ons or, you know, uh, I think he's a scholarship now at this point. I can't remember. Um, but people that don't see a lot of playing time, there's some that go out there and get thrown in these situations and they still just look lost or like they don't belong out there. He, in my view, looked like he pretty much knew where he was supposed to be, wasn't becoming a detriment to the team. Um, so it's good to see him getting some time and doing doing good things with it. I agree. I think we've tried, for lack of a, a nicer phrase, polish this turd as much as we can on this game. Uh, but let's put it to bed. Alabama wins. They are the SEC regular season champs. They go on to uh, be the one number one overall seed in the tournament, and we will watch earnestly at who they're going to lose to. <laughs> yes. But let's Who's move on Andy? to uh, – oh, gosh. Could you imagine? That would be such the Alabama basketball thing to do. And I would just love every bit of it. All right. One more game on the year for a very interesting and tumultuous season for the Auburn men's basketball team. And that is the rescheduled Mississippi state game. Uh, That was about two weeks ago. Was that how long it was ago that it got rescheduled? Something like that. So rescheduled game in Auburn arena. It's nice because it keeps us from having that be our last game on the season. So, you know, every, you know, bad thing. There's a, there's a good thing that comes around usually at the end of it. Um, so Mississippi State is a team that Auburn has faced before. Um, it's a team that is very beatable by Auburn, even in this state. If if an Auburn team without Sharif Cooper can beat Tennessee at home, they can beat Mississippi State at home. Yeah, and I would I would say I'm feeling very optimistic. I was about to say confident. Yeah. Optimistic is is the right word. How are you feeling about this matchup? Um, I'm intrigued to I'm intrigued to see how this Auburn team responds, especially if Cooper doesn't play. Um, especially the guards, especially the guards like Jamal and Allen. Um, so, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. I guess you can kind of, you can kind of tell that uh, a Mississippi state was kind of the afterthought after Alabama, both football and basketball this year. Oh, I didn't even put that two <laughs> two together. Oh man. <laughs> but, but Please tell um, me Bruce Pearl's not going to get fired after this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it had to be said. Uh, um, but yeah, I, it's an interesting matchup. You know, Mississippi State's a very similar team to Auburn, uh, and just kind of the way the season's kind of gone. You know, they've they've caught more breaks than Auburn, but uh, you know, just the way that some of their games have gone, it's been very similar. Um, but I'm very curious to how this team responds, knowing that this is their last game. You know, most of the time you don't really know it's your last game until after the game. The beauty you know, of basketball. this. Yeah. The beauty of this is though, is that this is a team that has no upperclassmen in terms of seniors. Yeah. Uh, so senior in theory, and that's even managers. I've, I've heard Pro, coach Bruce pro say, he said, I don't even have a senior manager to graduate. Oh my goodness. Uh, so 
in theory, nobody should be leaving. Now, we know that's not going to be the case when we get to the end of the season, and we'll discuss all that, who may or may not be leaving. We'll probably know some of that by that time. Yeah. Uh, I would suspect maybe one or two uh, to make some room for people that will be incoming and, and staying around. Uh, but regardless, um, this is not one of those games where there's a lot of em- emotions with that going on in it. So this is simply the last game of the season for the Tigers where they can just leave it all out on the floor in your home arena erase this memory of this game erase this season with this game i know it doesn't erase it go get a win that's simply how it is let's let's end on a high note and let's look forward to the next season where hopefully we'll be eligible to compete for postseason play hopefully sheree cooper will be around hopefully justin powell will not have a head injury anymore (laughs) Uh, all those things we're going to be hoping for um, but uh, that's, I think, all we have for you on this episode, breaking down the Alabama game, looking ahead to the last game against Mississippi State. Before we get out of here, though, where can they find you on social media, Gray? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at Gray O21. You can find me on Twitter as well, at TigerI24. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?